What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm your host, Johnny Morton. And tonight, joined by not only my beautiful wife, Carla. Thank but you. But also two friends of ours, Will and Babs. And yes, that's her real name, Babs Faison. <laughs> and uh, we've asked them to come and share. They're actually part of our home group. And we've asked them to come and share a little bit and just talk about some of the challenges they faced in their marriage together. So, uh, Carly, you got anything to say before we get underway? Well, we are super glad to have them. And we've known Babs and Will now for, I don't know, maybe four years. Okay. So, Will is in the ministry and Babs is a nurse. So, mm-hmm. kind of near and dear to Johnny and I's heart and pattern of life where he was in ministry, I was a nurse. And it has unique challenges yeah, being in the ministry. Specifically, Will's yeah. been in youth ministry, which was what I did for the first 20 years of my life. And not my life, but in my career, I guess you would say. <laughs> you really are really <laughs> bad youth, youth ministry. Too. There you go. So uh, who wants to go first? Hey, just tell us a little bit about y'all and you know how you met and how long you've been married and kids and that kind of thing. Yeah, so uh, Babs and I met at the University of Georgia. She transferred in from Georgia College, her third year of school, and uh, moved back in August, kicking off the semester. Um, We saw each other. It was love at first sight for her. It took me a little bit longer. (laughs) It might have been reversed, actually. But uh, she moved into an apartment complex with some of the friends that I knew. We ended up crossing paths and meeting each other, and after a couple of months, started dating. And so... After about a year or so of dating, got engaged, got married shortly after graduating college. Uh, we've been so married. when was that? That was 2012. 2012. Yeah. So got married in 2012 in July. Uh, went on our honeymoon, came back, said hey to family, moved to North Carolina for seminary. Or was in North Carolina for three years and then took our first full-time position right after that. How was that... Um... How was that marrying and moving away? I'm assuming you maybe didn't know anybody where you where you moved, or did you have people you already knew? So I actually had one friend um, that was in seminary there. He was not married, but he was a really great source for Will um, coming into seminary. So we knew him um, okay. as a contact, but other than that, everybody was new that we met. But looking when we were getting married... Looking ahead, it was a little bit scary because we were leaving all the familiar behind. And it was a new life change anyway because we had just graduated. Um, Then you add newly married on top of that and then moving to a new state without family around. We're both from the same state and really close to our family. So that was a little bit scary. Um, But honestly, those are some of the best years of our entire marriage to this day. Um, hmm. It was very formative it's for gone us. gone downhill from there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> was but, it good in the sense that it sort of forced you to just yes, be us. have each other? Yeah. Um, just be away from family and kind of get established. Just the two of us, um, I think, was very beneficial for both of us looking back at that time. So, Well, tell us about your kids. So we have a little seven-year-old boy, Hatcher, and we have Hadley, who is four. Um, and they're the girl, best right? kids in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yes, a little girl, anymore. Hadley. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> specify. Um, but yeah, they are the sweetest, cutest, wouldn't trade them for anything in the world. So, 
And a dog, Piper. I guess we can include her, too. Okay. All right. So you got the got the family thing going on. All right. Well. So y'all have been married just just celebrated 11 years then. That's just mm-hmm. not a few months ago. Or rather a month ago. Yep. All right. Still staying with it? We are. Okay. Well, that's for good. Sure. Good to know for doing this with y'all. All right. <laughs> Well, you are in your youth ministry, and I know one of the real challenges, just because I've been there, is, you know, it's not the normal nine-to-five job. It is, and especially in, in working with teenagers, um, it's a lot of working at night. Sometimes it's going off for weekends, sometimes weeks at a time, and I know that can be a real challenge in marriage and especially once you get kids and I know I've been there before and we didn't always do it so well Carla always tells the story about how I'd go off and she wouldn't hear from me for you know three or four days sometimes because six six seven seven before they had cell phones so there's a good reason for that um hey what are just some of the challenges neither one of you can throw in here what are some of the challenges because of that kind of a job and not just ministry, but there's other jobs that are like that. How have y'all worked around, how have you worked around some of the challenges? What have some of the challenges been when you have a, a work schedule that's not the norm? They're both eyeing each other. So yeah. one of you can say it. <laughs> yeah, I would say, um, as we think about, really from the beginning of our ministry, going from being in North Carolina, always together, somewhat similar hours to taking our first position. And it, it really began to change, especially when we had kids. Uh, before kids, Babs could participate in a lot of the things that I was a part of. And so at first it was the excitement of, hey, we get to go on a retreat together. We get to mm-hmm. go on a trip together. Um, and then all of a sudden we got kids or her schedule didn't allow her to be away. And it was, hey, I get to go on the trip and have all the fun and you've got to stay home with the responsibility. And so I think there's some some balance there. I, I would say one of the biggest thing is just the sacrifice it probably takes on the spouse. So for me, mm-hmm. I, I was fulfilling my calling. I was doing what the Lord wanted me to do. Um, I was planning and having fun and going and seeing new things and you know all the chaos of ministry and leading trips or events or things like that. But um, for Babs, she's still handling the day-to-day. And so I think there was a challenge there and has been a challenge of being away, um, particularly when you have kids and that responsibility going from uh, divided between two adults to one adult and the responsibilities that, that Babs has to take on. And so it, it's a challenge because you come back uh, from those trips or come back from a long weekend or come back from a busy week of work and you're physically exhausted and emotionally drained but there's a, also a different level of physical and emotional drain that's occurring from your spouse. And so there's kind of that acknowledgement of, hey, we're in somewhat two different seasons here. You're off somewhat having fun, but also being drained. And then I'm at home with the kids having fun, and, but also being drained. And so I think there's a balance there. I think uh, really the challenge is seeing the perspective of either mm-hmm. of the spouse, you know, and, and mm-hmm. seeing... How is this affecting them and what does this do for them and how is this affecting me and how do I articulate that? And so um, I I think a lot of it, the challenge is just constant adjustments, especially in ministry. There's kind of an ebb and flow. There's different seasons of uh, time more where you're away and then time where you're back into more of a routine and then that routine gets disrupted, um, particularly for 
our kids. That's a big challenge mm-hmm. of dad's gone again. Dad's mm-hmm. gone having fun. Mm-hmm. We're stuck at home. Uh, we don't get to go and do the fun things. Um, why does dad get to go and, and do all <laughs> this? Dad have all the fun. So during the summer, especially, they have all these really fun events like urban air and bowling and the skating rink. And then I'm stuck at home with the kids explaining why they can't go and participate and <laughs> they don't understand. Do and you? So then I have to give this. answers. You come from, you're a yes. PK. Your dad was in ministry. Yes. Were you, I mean, you were, were you prepared for it to be this way? I mean, it's sort of one of those things, you know, you sort of know what you're getting into. Because you know he you was going to go to ministry. You'd lived it. And so, so were you somewhat, at least in the mindset, prepared for that kind of a life? Yes. And actually, Will can tell you that's part of why he was in the friend zone after I found out he was in, going into the ministry for a little oh, while. Oh, the friend zone. Um, Ooh. Well, I just gotten out of a bad situation, a bad relationship before, and I had to work through a lot of things, but we were really good friends, and then um, he dropped found the out bomb. that he had changed from being a PA major to feeling like the Lord was calling him into ministry, particularly youth ministry, oh, man. and I went, oh, gosh. <laughs> she went <laughs> like, red wait flag, a minute, wait a minute. bells went off. Yeah, I'm like, I have already lived this life, and I know what that entails, because there were so many family vacations where when Dad was a senior pastor, um, we had to come home from vacation because oh. of situations that had happened, emergencies within the yeah. church um, and that Dad had to come home for. So I definitely think it helped me um, be prepared in some ways, but then living it out as an adult, <laughs> um, was a little bit different. So, but I did have some experience in it. Yes. Do you feel like, um, when, when there are times, do you feel like I'm irritated? I'm mad because he's gone and I'm not, I get it. Like he said, he's doing what God's called him to do as you are also, but that, that just feels hard or frustrating. Yes, and I'm a very vocal person, so um, I For those of y'all who know Babs, you've probably just laughed out loud wherever you are. Um, I'm not one who kind of keeps things back, which I think is healthy to a degree, too, for Will to know, like, where I stand and, you know, my frustration with him being gone and getting to go on these trips. And I do have to remind myself a lot that he is at work and he is doing what the Lord called. And right now for the season with two little ones... I'm doing what the Lord has called me to do so that he can do what he has been called to do. Mm. But it has been very hard on trips and stuff. I lead eighth grade girls on Wednesday nights and they're always like, Miss Babs, why weren't you there? Miss mm. Babs, why can't you come? Like, why, why aren't you there? And I'm like, well, you remember that Hatcher and Hadley that we have, you know, <laughs> yeah, like those two little ones. somebody has to be responsible for them, you know? And yeah. so that's always hard. Cause I feel like, I very much love doing ministry alongside of Will mm. and to not be able to physically be present for all of those things has been a huge adjustment for, for me. You. Um, and I do really struggle with that at times. Luckily we have family that's moved closer. So that frees me up a little bit. Um, cause they're super willing to keep the kids for us at any you know moment. Um, so that I can do that kind of stuff. But that was really hard. Um, and I, that even started when we had our first just as a baby. I mean, being the one that had to miss out on yeah. all of that was 
big adjustment. So, you know, you talked about, you know, the issues, the problem and frustration and you're gone and you're playing and you're not really worried you're about it. You're not playing, it's working. Oh, it no, looks like you're playing. Okay, <laughs> let's Urban be, air. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Right. <laughs> How do you, I mean, do you ever feel like you need to make up for that? The being gone? Is there like comp time for Babs? Comp time? I no. like it though. <laughs> I like this idea, Johnny. Can I have that written down? Really? There you go. Yeah. I mean, hands in a certificate. Here's my comp time for that. There you go. Uh, okay, you were gone a week, and okay, I'll see you next weekend. Um, you know, do you, I mean, how do you do that? I mean, because there is, it's hard, you know, that you don't want resentment to build up, and you've got to sit there and then change that focus from, you know, what you've been going doing to now it's a new role. What are some things y'all have done you think that's been really helpful in doing that? I'm not one that really longs for a lot of me time. That's something in life I probably could work on doing better. Um, I just like family time. And so my reward is just like having him home and like just seeing him play with and love on the kids and love on me. Um, I don't really like view it as a, Okay, now I'm I need a week out. away. <laughs> you know, during the during the week he's gone, I might think that. Think but that. then when he's home, just to have all four of have us all together, of you. okay, is really like enough for me, I guess. Maybe I should start. Uh oh, now more. we planted a bad seed <laughs> for. I yes. think. Thank you, Johnny. Well, <laughs> do, do you think? Do you think she clearly kind of? Did you know that? I guess you did know that, that. That for her, her need is not for you to send her the, to the spa for three days. Yeah, we. I figured that on pretty early because she would vocalize very clearly. <laughs> no. Uh, you know, hey, you're away. We miss you. The kids are struggling. They want to see you. And so I would say, well, hey, when I come home, why don't you go and run errands or you go do this or take some time away? And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. And so... Mm -hmm. Thankfully, and we're similar in that way, that when we want to rejuvenate and we want to be together, we want to be together as a family. So mm -hmm. often what it looks like is in one of those seasons of just busyness at work, being away for a weekend, traveling for whatever trip it is, that I go ahead and think through, okay, when am I getting home? What do I need to do to factor in to rest and get Recover, myself yeah. back to the point of being able to invest in my family? And then as soon as I can we schedule something to spend time with some just intentionality. And so often for the stage that we're in with a seven and four year old, that's pretty simple. It's as simple as they're going to come in. If dad gets home from a trip or a long week, they're going to be in the bed at 7 a.m. climbing in, waking <laughs> me up. And Aww. so I know the, the physical rest isn't going to happen right away. So what that typically means is rather than waking up grumpy, I go ahead and just know, hey, I've got to make some sacrifices with my sleep, just like I did this past week for whatever mm -hmm. work required of me and be fully invested for the day. And it may mean that I need to nap with the kids in the afternoon. Absolutely. But uh, typically what that looks like for us is um, just given the stage of life we're in, it's getting up and maybe going out to breakfast with the kids or uh, going to the park and riding bikes or just going for a walk, um, going outside, uh, yeah. taking a walk around the neighborhood. And so they're pretty easy to please there. I think their needs right now are just simply, we just want to be with you. With you. Mm -hmm. And so if it's playing Barbie on the floor, throwing the baseball in the yard, um, it's as simple as that for them. 
and often that takes away that tension of you've been gone and having yeah. fun and or you've been away and what have you been doing and so I, I've been real intentional of trying to include them on those things so here's why dad was away here's mm-hmm. what I was doing here's how that fulfills the calling that the Lord has for my life um, here's why we sacrifice as a family um, for that to take place and so thankfully often that leads to showing pictures of whatever trip or uh. explaining why I had to be away for this work event or this activity that we're doing and um, giving them an explanation. Obviously, they can't have a fully formed explanation of understanding completely what's taking place, but explaining that following the Lord in whatever path of life requires sacrifice, and it requires sacrifice for the whole family. And oftentimes that means that I'm away even though I don't want to be away. Yeah. Okay, what about, you sound like you've done a great job in really investing in that family time when you got there. But then that sort of means, too, that takes more of your time there. So what about the investing in each other time? Because, you know, you've got that added challenge there. You know, it's, it's a challenge for any couple that has children, but especially when you've got a job that takes you away significant, you know, some significant time, and there can be a number of jobs. How do you make sure that you get the time that y'all need as a couple? It really depends on... Um, schedule and things like that but a lot of it is uh, for me um, I love quality time and so just having (laughs) one-on-one having an adult conversation being able to not be interrupted so some of that is just simply we put the kids to bed and we go down and sit in the living room and have a conversation or um, we may just sit on the bed and talk for the next two or three hours and really two to three hours Johnny, did if you Mavs hear that? I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> if I'm talking. I think that's a lie. Oh, Babs is talking. But you're listening intentionally. Hey, we, I've done that for as 20 in, minutes. Yeah, as intentionally minutes. as I can. We're a little different. We both like to talk. so. Yeah, and some of that <laughs> comes from, I, I know that her desire and part of her gifting is she loves ministry and loves being a part of that and so some of it is i want to include her on as much of that as possible mm-hmm. that's so that's great if so I, you liked when he comes back you would like him to give you all the details oh for sure oh okay okay with that's pictures yes that with pictures it oh, actually wow. helps her kids when they were younger they just knew daddy was going away but yeah. now that they're older and we can kind of explain that and show them some pictures it significantly helps so he'll be really good about trying to send pictures or call um, as well, like during the trip, just to kind of keep us informed so that I can show, oh, well, look what daddy did. Like he met this little girl today and was able to tell her about the Lord and show her Christ's love. Um, That's sweet. That's cool. And so that kind of like keeps me fueled um, throughout the trip as well. But um, yeah, I've. Like I said, I know these kids that he's going with and the adults and I really want to be there. And so because I can't because of the job and parenting role, um, it's just really helpful for me to, I guess, just hear who did what and how somebody grew in their relationship with the Lord and um, all of those stories. So it makes it worthwhile to me. 
Well, one of the things I know I've always, you know, because Carla, we've sort of had that same thing. and We didn't do it as well as they did. I no, had to just say this we didn't. out loud. Um, <laughs> We're not. We haven't handled it perfectly. <laughs> I mean, well, first of all. Well, we know you're not perfect. Well, um, I didn't. It sounds like, which is an awesome thing. I don't guess every couple has this, but you sound like you have sort of a passion for the same type of work Will's doing. I really didn't have that as a youth minister's wife. I was not an, a plus one. I was a minus one. I mean, I <laughs> I didn't even make it neutral, you know, because that no. wasn't my calling, and I didn't, I wasn't into it as much. Yeah, to tell so, you how much she wasn't part of doing youth ministry. <laughs> she came to a church one time Sunday night, and they the church we her, were on staff. Yeah, that I was we were on staff yeah. at, and they tried to give her a visitor's card. They didn't send her. <laughs> Which I thought was really terrible because I felt like I'd probably been visible more than that card indicated, but it's okay. Never mind. But I do think that, and whether it helped her or not, I tried to encourage her that because of her doing what she did and keeping the kids at home, that, you know, whatever successes I had ministry-wise in ministering kids, man, that's part of hers. Because the only reason I could go and do that is because she was taking care of our children at home. And working. And working. We, we yeah. That's that part hard. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. Okay, we understand sorry. that. Yeah. We, we just want to clear up Okay, a couple that. final questions. One, and this is something that, you know, is kind of unique. Anytime you're in a position that everybody in the organization or that sphere, they know you. Uh, it can be a minister on staff. It can be you're, a, you're the head football coach or baseball coach at a school. You could be the principal or something. I mean, everybody knows who you are. And somewhat, do you ever feel like your life, and especially your marriage, is kind of like in this fishbowl? Because, you know, they're looking at your kids, and, that, and everybody knows you where you don't know all of them. Mm-hmm. How do you Absolutely. handle that? <laughs> yeah, when we first took this position... Uh, Obviously, most people know you, and so we're pretty public of people know my position and where we work, and so they know Babs and they know the kids. And so I remember telling Babs after just a few months of being here, I said, hey, if you're in the grocery store and somebody smiles at you, just smile and wave. And if they're staring at you, just go ahead and say, how are you doing? Because most likely they know you, and you're supposed to know you're them. You're supposed to know them. And, like, Why didn't you and so me? if and you see happened. me at the grocery store, I'm walking around with a big old smile, just smiling at everybody, because most likely they know exactly We thought who you I loved am. shopping. Oh, I do so love, that's no, it. Okay. But yeah, I do think um, there is some pressure. I don't think there has to be, but unfortunately I think there is, of knowing that people know you and watching you, watching your marriage, watching your kids. And so some of that's a privilege of getting to Mm. set the example. But I do think at the same time, there's a pressure there of um, always having to feel like you're always on, always making sure that that you're modeling what you want to model. Um, And so I think early on in our marriage, we realized we weren't going to do marriage perfectly. And we realized after having one child, we weren't going to parent perfectly. (laughs) And so there's plenty of times where we're out in public and my kids, you know, doing something that they shouldn't do and I have to get on to them. And so... Um, I think that's healthy, too, for people to see that we're not perfect, mm. um, that it's okay for us to have our kid act out of line for a little while and us to have to parent and discipline them. And so, um, thankfully, How about when your wife acts out of line? <laughs> Never, <Yeah>. guys. <laughs> I mean, not that that would but, happen. He's just no. throwing that out in case, right. right. 
throw a bow at me in the middle of the church. Um, I think, though, Will, I mean, he works within the church, and so he's always in that setting. I think that is a little different for me, probably with you, Carla, too, going out and more of the real world. I hate to say that, but I don't know how else to yeah. phrase that. But um, outside of the church walls, I guess, and living life. And so one thing I've tried to do is just be like, really transparent with people like telling them stories not all of them by any means but just being real with them and letting them know we're not perfect I'm very selfish when he's on these long trips sometimes there's plenty of times where the devil tries to sneak in and make me question what he's doing and how long he's been away um and just being transparent and real with people about that, letting them know when my kids grew up, letting them know that we had a bad morning as a married couple, just so that we eliminate some of that fishbowlness. Mm. Yeah. Because um, if you walk around and you try to act like you've got it all together and are perfect and this perfect little family, number one, that's way too much pressure. Mm. And number two, it's not realistic and it frees other people up to be real too. Yeah, that's what I'd say. I think one of the... You know, we do, part of No Regrets Marriage Ministry is ministry with couples and churches. And, you know, one of the biggest stumbling blocks is there's such a fear of saying that, hey, we're not perfect. Mm. You know, we're struggling in our marriage. You know, because so many times you hear the story, all of a sudden you find out that somebody who's been active in church, people you know, and all of a sudden they're getting a divorce. And nobody knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. And part of that, I think, is, and that's why I love hearing you say that, is I think it's almost like such a stigma on people that they think, hey, we've got to be a certain way. And, and to know that, you know, especially you as a staff member and minister's wife are willing to say, hey, how we struggle. There's areas that we've got to do better. We've got to be better parents. I can be a better husband. I can be a better wife. That that's the normal part of life, I think, is important for people to hear. Yeah. It makes you more approachable, too. Yeah, de- you know, definitely. Who wants to, you know, you set yourself up on a pedestal, nobody wants to come near you. Right. I thought it was interesting. I was listening to something the other day by Tim, uh, Dr. Tim Clinton, who is head of the American Christian um, Counselors Association. And he said he was, um, this particular talk class was focused on ministers. And he said, I said to them, who do you talk to? Hmm. You know, and he went one by one, and they were like, nobody. And he was like, you got to. You got to have a place that's safe. You got to have a place where you can, if you would, be real. Do you all feel like you have you have that, or you have found people that you can really be real with? Yeah, I think one of the first things when we moved and took this position, we realized very quickly how much ministry takes from you as a minister and also as your spouse. So for Babs to sacrifice, now hers is more behind the scenes, but for me, it's obvious what I'm sacrificing. And then also acknowledging that she's back at home and sacrificing and working and taking care of kids. And so we learned pretty early on when we moved, we've got to get a part of a a community. We've got to be a part of a small group, a home group. And so that was probably one of the biggest things that have, has really helped our marriage of being a part of a group of couples that are acknowledging that they don't have it together, that are in similar life stage, um, who have people that are investing in them and are willing to be open and honest. 
and uh, and they're not just in ministry, right? And not and yeah, and so it's it's been one of those things where that's been the place for us where, mm-hmm. um, you know, we don't want to air out all our grievances in my ministry or of to course, all yeah. the staff or anything like that. Um, but we do need an avenue where we can be open and say, hey, we need we need prayer about we this. We need yeah. you to. Uh, walk with us through this difficult season. We're struggling with this. Our family's walking through this, or uh, here's what we're grieving or what we're mourning. And we found that through our home group. And so um, I think that has been one of the key components of keeping our marriage healthy, Mm -hmm. of making sure that as we're investing in others, as we're sacrificing for the kingdom, as we're trying to fulfill God's call for our life, to make sure that we're spiritual healthy. Mm. And obviously you've got to do that privately and there still has to be time in the word and you've still got to do that, you know, as a couple. But one of the key things for us that I would say has been our home group. Yeah. And I've had several sweet friends um, here that know that he's gone for a week and they'll say, Hey, let's get the kids together to play so that it kind of occupies some of that void of of dad not being around. Um, and that's been really, really precious too. And people checking in. So community definitely is huge, huge help for us. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that idea. And I think that's going to be a great place to wrap up because we've been going for a while now, but just that idea of that, you know, some of the things you've said tonight, you talked about, man, knowing that you've got to carve out, you've got to be intentional about focusing on that family relationship, focus on your relationship with your wife, of that sitting down three hours and talking now. <laughs> we That's do so go beautiful. on dates. It's beautiful, too. Johnny. And I think yeah, we, we should try to too, yeah. image um, <laughs> what, what Babs but I think that, model uh, this. <laughs> Babs and Will are doing. It's great. Take the time around. <laughs> yeah, y'all are awesome. Um, but I also love that idea that, you know, you can't do this alone. Yeah. That one, not only did God, you know, not for just us as people to be alone, but even as a married couple, man, it's a challenge if you're going to try to do it solo just by yourselves, that you need people that you can talk to, that can encourage you, that you can be real with and unveiled with. And and part of that and that realization that, hey, we all struggle in this. And, you know, from a church standpoint, there's a reason that God said not to forsake the assembling of yourselves. Hey, we need that body of Christ to be there to encourage us to walk along the way with us. And so on, on that note, man, we'll just say thank you so much. Yes, for, thank you all. For talking with us and spending some time with us. And I know that's going to be encouragement to a lot of people. And so until we meet again, we just want to encourage all of you to keep on forging. <laughs>